Heart and Soul, the radio show dedicated to all things BDSM. My name is Mistress Elisa. I'm a dominatrix, BDSM counselor, and life coach. Listen, you've got questions, and I've got answers. And I'll be talking to you from my heart and soul. Today's topic is living your best life possible, okay? I'm recording this podcast because I know that someone is listening and they are trying to figure out how to pull the pieces of their life together. I get calls all the time from people who are stuck in the past, stuck in their own patterns, stuck um, in what other people have done to them. How do we break free from that shit? And how do we learn to live our best lives possible? I'm making this podcast because I know from those of you who reach out to me after listening to some of the other podcasts that you're hurting and that sometimes these words help you. But I didn't want to just pull together random words today um, that may help you in some, in a random or small way. I wanted to help you pull the big picture together. How do you live your best life possible? Perhaps you want a better life. Um, perhaps you want to be proud of the person that you are. You want your family and friends to be proud of you. Um, maybe you don't want to have to live two different lives and hide this other side of you that no one else knows about. You know, maybe you're tired of living in shame and embarrassment. All right, so let's get started. The first thing that I want to let you know that if you're interested in living your best life possible is that intention is everything. You have to think about what you want out of life and you have to live and act and think with that intention. You have to think about who you want to be. And and that's a tricky statement because it's not like you can be your favorite superstar. You know, it's not like you can be someone that you're not. But who do you want to be? Usually when we ask that kind of question, you're talking about your truth. Like what is your truth down at your core? Not, uh, not who do others want you to be? Um, but who does your truth inside of you say that you are? And you have to acknowledge that with intention. If you see yourself, if you want to be a person who is confident and free from um, the past, if you see yourself, if you want to see yourself as someone who is free from abuses that you've experienced and you want to be free from sex porn and masturbation addiction, because that's what I deal with a great deal then you have to start seeing yourself that way and you have to realize that there's a process, but there is intention that needs to go into your thoughts and your actions. You can't just act in a certain way while flippantly telling yourself that, 
you know, it doesn't really matter anyway, because I'm still a fucking loser. That's not acting with intention. When you start trying to overcome challenges that have been in your life for years and many times decades, you have to realize the importance of acting with intention, not just once a day, you know, not once a week, but you have to make this a part of your life. Now, my definition of intention is this. It is acting for the purpose of an expected outcome. So you want to be proud of yourself. Then you act in such a way that you're proud of the things that you do. You want to be a better family man. Then you do the things that you understand to be a part of being a better family man. You don't cloud the space with other things, though. So let's take that same example. You want to be a better family man. Well, let's let's just be pretty honest here. Let's say you've been shitty at it for years. So you change the way that you're acting. Your intention is to be a better family man. You can't layer on top of that that you want your your wife and your kids and your grandkids to suddenly change the way that they see you because you did something different one time and they're supposed to just automatically embrace this new you when really what it looks like to them is just oh that was a little quirk he had a nice moment and maybe they're thinking oh i think he wants something or he's up to something or Maybe he's been drinking. They don't know that this is you doing your work. They don't know that this is you trying to get in touch with yourself, your true self. So when you act with intention, you have to separate that from how you want other people to respond to you. You act with intention because it's the right thing to do. You do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. You do the right thing because it's in alignment with what you want for yourself and what you want for your family. You know, and if you think about it, a lot of times you haven't, you haven't been uh, making the mark and yet they've still been by your side. So, so maybe in some situations, it's your turn to give and to make that sacrifice, but you can't add um, expectations to it. You can't give up because all of a sudden everything doesn't fall into place right away, that is. Okay, so let's look at what life looks like when we do not take advantage of intention. Well, one of the things that we see is that it's really easy to play the victim card. You know, we are the victim of seen and unseen forces. You know, we have bad luck and the world is out to get us. Um, and, and so what's the point in trying? And, you know, I tried that one time in 1964 and nothing good came from it. And so, I, I just realized that, you know, living a good life wasn't for me. That's a defeatist mentality. 
and it is going to get you nowhere. So you want to get on top of that as quickly as you can and as consistently as you can. When you're not living with intention, it's really easy to fall into victim mode. When you're not living your life with intention, um, you may have the feeling that no matter what you do, you're doomed to failure. You know, no matter what opportunities are presented to you, you're going to fail. You're going to mess it up. Um, you might feel like you'll never amount to anything. Living with intention doesn't mean that life suddenly becomes easy or necessarily easier in the beginning. But what it does is it allows us to change the the trajectory of our lives. Maybe you need to be going in a different direction. Maybe you need for that momentum to get started again. Maybe you just need for the light to come on. When you start living your life with intention, there's hope. And you might even be surprised at the people and the resources that are available to you that you didn't even realize because you just couldn't see them. You were being so negative and so defeatist that you couldn't see what was right there in front of you all along. Now, this topic hits close to home for me because until I learned to live my life with intention, I was completely trapped in a space that resonated with past abuses, um, negative things that people had said to me as a kid, um, the way, the ways in which those who were supposed to be my cheerleaders and supporters, you know, parents and community. I, I grew up in a very fucked up environment for those of you who don't know my story. But at every turn, there was negativity. At every turn, there was some sort of a, like a curse being spoken to me. You know, you can't do this and you're nothing. And oh my God, that totally was my space. I walked out of that space and I carried it with me into life. But I realized that I wasn't living their, my truth. I was living their shitty lies. You know, and here's the thing about people who do that to other people. People who spend so much time and energy fucking up other people's brains and emotions are fucked up themselves. And so what they do is they are projecting their own shit onto others so that they don't have to look at themselves in the mirror because, you know, they don't, they just don't want to do it. They don't want to face themselves. And so they have this way of living that's just like, oh, you're smiling. I need to make sure that that smile is wiped off your face. Oh, you've achieved some measure of success in school or in life. I need to make sure that you feel like a failure in spite of your hard work. And so this topic for me, I want those who are listening and who don't know me to understand that I'm not lecturing you. I'm speaking to you quite literally from my heart because I know that intention changes things. I know that intention will change the way that you live and breathe inside of your own skin. Intention changes the way that you see the world, 
the way that you see others, it doesn't happen overnight, but you owe it to yourself to get started and to try. And when you slip back into your old patterns and you slip back into the old way of thinking and that old CD or tape starts playing in your head again because you can't help it, you still owe it to yourself to get up and try again. This works, guys. Intention is everything. And sometimes I would act with intention, but acknowledge to myself that I didn't believe in what I was doing. I didn't believe that I was going to be free from my past. I didn't believe that I was going to be able to soar or to heal or to think positively or uh, to live a life of purpose. You know, how can I help others when I'm so broken? And I always felt like I wanted to help others. The fact that I'm here, not just with this podcast, but the fact that I'm here is, is me trying to help others to see the importance of intention. All right, guys, if your goal is to live your best life possible, here are some guidelines that you need to have for yourself. These are things, um, these are things that we've talked about in other podcasts, but what I'm trying to do now is put them in context for this specific purpose. You're trying to give your life an overhaul. You're, you're trying to get the light to come on in your brain. You're, you're trying to be free. You want to live in peace. All right. The first thing that you need to do is learn to identify your feelings. If you don't know how you feel, then you cannot possibly understand your own actions. And so what you'll find yourself doing is doing shit and you don't know why you're doing it. You'll find yourself, you know, hurting other people or hurting yourself and maybe, you know, checking out so that you're not conscious of what you're doing. Yet you are, but you're not fully owning what you're doing. You'll have to deal with it later. You end up doing those types of things and, and, you know, having to face the consequences of your actions later, you know, saying things to your partner that can never, ever be unsaid, that can never be unheard, that cannot be retracted. You've said those shitty ass words. They're out there. She heard them. He heard them. And you can never take that back. And that's sad. You need to understand what your feelings are. You need to be able to identify them. And there are a couple of key feelings that, that oftentimes get in the way of us, you know, being healthy individuals emotionally. So feelings like fear, um, shame, embarrassment. Shame and embarrassment are judgments, by the way, but just for the sake of being user-friendly here, I'll put them into the categories of feelings. So you can actively judge yourself. You can actually um, actively shame yourself. But for the sake of this podcast, let's also call those things feelings. 
Um, fear is going to be one of the biggest ones. And you can have fear of many different things. Fear of failure, fear of other people's judgment, fear of letting someone down, fear of letting yourself down, fear of not being good enough. If you can identify your feelings, then guess what? It, the, the most amazing thing happens. You stop running from this invisible monster that's chasing you. Once you stop yourself dead in your tracks and you go, you know what, I'm just really, I'm really scared that I'm going to fail. Then what you can do, it's so simple. You can actually look for someone to help you. You can ask for help. Now, you don't ask for help from people that you know are, are going to be detrimental to your 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 goals and your path your journey but you know if you look need to look outside of your circles then do that that's what i had to do fortunately for most of my clients they actually have loving and supportive people in their spaces and you know they don't know how lucky or blessed they are because for those of us who had no one, no fucking one who believed in us or who had anything positive to say about us, that's just uh, a hell in and of itself, let me tell you. You know, when you have to start from scratch and find something good inside of yourself, despite all the negative stuff that you're hearing. So my point here is whether you're coming from that kind of place, the place that I can relate to where no one has anything good to say about you. Now, I'm not talking about no one having anything good to say about you because you've been fucking them over for 20 years. That's not what I'm talking about. You don't get to play the victim card here, okay? So if you've been fucking up your relationships, actively, passively fucking people over, you're not a victim. You are playing a part in the dysfunction. Um, so whether that is your story or whether your story is you, you really were from the very beginning on your own. Um, whether or not your story is, you, you know, you picked up these coping mechanisms and you, um, have not really learned how to deal with your emotions. And so you find, and so you find yourself acting out. No matter what your story is, if you can start to identify your feelings, then you are much less likely to get caught in that cycle of being triggered and having those knee-jerk reactions that just have you okay, you know, here he goes again, or here she goes again, you know, acting out and doing what he does or doing what she does. You don't have to be caught in that trap. Identify your feelings and figure out what you want to do with them. Do you want to ask for help? Do you want to explain to um, certain individuals that you're hurting and that you're doing your best and that you just need some support? or you're you're ha you're having a bad day and you just need a little bit of space or you need some time to yourself to think figure out what you want to do once you identify those feelings instead of shutting down or acting out because both of those carry remnants of aggression with them the second thing that you can do is you can learn the art of communication now we just touched on this a little bit 
And I, I feel like I have to be detailed because I have seen people taint truth and, you know, be partially in, but only be in just enough to meet the letter of the law, but their heart and their actions and their intentions are tainted with ego. I do hope that this makes sense. So learning the art of communication doesn't mean that, well, you know, I'm being honest, you know, I, I really hate you sometimes. Um, that's not really serving a purpose. And, you know, if, if you were being honest, you, you would look at that a lot, uh, more closely. It's not about hating someone because you don't hate people on the street. You know, you usually have these really strong feelings for people who are in your personal space and people who are close to you emotionally. And so they have the ability to harm you. They have the ability to impact the, the quality of your life. And so you can have stronger feelings or emotions connected to those people. So saying to someone that you're in some sort of a relationship with, I hate you. That's not really practicing the art of communication. Perhaps it's you not feeling comfortable with some of the things that they do. Perhaps it's a matter of you not trusting them. Perhaps it's a matter of them uh, doing things that make you feel uncomfortable. And maybe the issue is yours. You know, maybe it triggers you and reminds you of something from your past. But that is more closely aligned with the art of communication, especially when we're talking about honest communication. I have seen people time and time again um, rely on this. Well, I'm just being honest. The book said to just be honest. You know, the, the psychiatrist said to just be honest. And so there's this sassy kind of, you know, fuck you undertone, um, nasty. I'm stabbing you in the eye and I'm smiling because I'm getting over on you. Fuck that shit. That's not helping you. And it's not helping the other person. We are talking about open, honest, vulnerable communication that helps the, the two parties who care about one another to be on the same page, um, to connect in some way. You may not always agree, but you, you can still love and support one another. Um, and also, guys, when you think about living your best life possible, realize that I, you know, I, I don't think there's ever been an instance of someone living their best lives possible in solitude. That's not the way of human beings. Um, perhaps the person is broken, psychopathic, psychotic. I, I don't know. Um, I don't really deal with those types of people. So that's not who I'm talking to. And I don't imagine that any of those people would even have clicked play, you know, for this podcast. So chances are that if you're listening, you want to connect with people. You want relationship. You know, you want to be seen. You want to be loved. You want to love. You want to see and know someone else. 
If you're not in a place where you can admit those things to yourself, then keep working on it. You don't have to get there in a day or in a few minutes. Keep working on it. If you need help, ask for it. You know, if you need for the the people in your life to be on the journey with you, let them know that. Um, and if you need someone to help communicate for you or you know, in conjunction with you because you're, you're not good at expressing yourself, then ask for help. But what you don't want to do is just keep fucking up your life and being dysfunctional in the lives of others. And then you get to the end of your life and it was all for naught because no one's there for you. No one gives a shit that you're gone. You know, that's a waste and you deserve better. So if you really believe that you deserve better, then do better for yourself, for your family, for your community. Do better. All right. The next thing that you can do uh, in terms of a guideline for living your best life possible is clean up your space and learn how to keep it clean. Um, cleaning up your space can take... It, it can take several months, to be quite honest with you. Um, one of my clients at this point, it's, it's kind of funny because I will ask him, how are you doing? You, you know, what's going on? And at this point, he's like, nothing. Like, I'm, I'm fine. I, I'm good. You know, there, there's nothing nagging me. There's nothing bothering me. There's nothing from my past and there's nothing in my current space. And so instead of dealing with stuff from the past, instead of, instead of dealing with things that have been layered on for years and years and years, months and weeks, and trying to figure out which one of those things he wants to start with, he has done that for about two years. And so he's finally gotten to the point where he is actually starting to thrive. So you have to learn how to clean up your space. Sometimes that can mean addressing the people in your life. Sometimes that can involve negotiating the relationships, you know, having a conversation with people and saying, uh, my conversation, I'll give you as an example, when something like this, I really want to be a better person and I'm tired of hurting you and I'm tired of being hurt by you. I think we love each other and I would like to be on a journey with you that involves us communicating better and not hurting each other, but actively loving each other. Now that sounds like a woman talking, right? So as a guy, you might, you'll have your own way of saying it more than likely. Um, and even as a woman, you might have your own way of saying things, but cleaning up your split, your space can have to do with people. It can have to do with your living arrangements. You know, which city are you in? Do you need to change geographies? Um, be careful of, you know, taking, uh, be careful of moving and feeling like, you're going to have a fresh start. You know, we hear that so much, but you're taking the same old stuff with you. And so you're recreating that same old stuff wherever you go because you didn't really fix anything. You haven't resolved those issues. So learning how to clean your space is an art in and of itself. Learning how to keep your space clean is another thing. 
Another guideline for learning to live your best life possible is learning how to set boundaries. The truth of the matter is that people will only treat you as well or as badly as you um, allow them to. Um, maybe I should say they will only treat you as badly as you allow them to, but when you treat yourself well and you carry yourself with a sense of dignity and respect, then people are much more likely, not always, but they are much more likely to follow suit. But if you walk around with your head down and you think you're nothing and that's how you treat yourself and, you know, you're always drunk and you're always late and, you know, you just don't give a shit about your appearance and things like that, um, people are much more likely to walk all over you and take you for granted. When people see you as a person of value, you have to realize that that value starts with you. You have to see it first. You can't convince me of your value if you don't believe it yourself. Now, I just happen to think that human beings, for the most part, have value because we're human. That's just my personal belief. Um, but yet and still, there's going to be a, a difference in the way that I interact with someone who carries him or her, herself with dignity and respect and you know, they care about the way that they speak and, um, you know, there's a sense of whether or not they believe in education. And we all, whether we admit it or not, are assessing people and deciding on how we are going to interact with them. So you need to set those boundaries for yourself so that others are much more likely to follow suit. Setting boundaries also has to do with limitations. You know, you're not going to treat me like this. You're not going to speak to me like this. Um, I, again, I will use myself as an example. I do not deal with people who cannot be trusted. If you can't be trusted, I simply don't deal with you. It's a boundary for me. It's it, because if I can't trust you, you're wasting my time because I don't know what you're up to. I don't know what you want. I don't know what you're trying to accomplish. People who can't be trusted are usually up to no fucking good in many ways. Um, and a lot of times they tune, they tend to be opportunistic in nature. So they're just always looking for an opportunity to get over on other people. And if I feel like you're shifty at all, you're out of there. Yeah, I'm, you know, I go totally dark. There's nothing from me. Um, but I think setting boundaries in relationships has a lot more to do with things like the way that people talk to you. Um, do you allow people to call you names and curse at you and, you know, speak down to you? Is that something that you allow in your life? If it is, you really need to look at that. Are you doing that to others? If you do that to others, then they, you, you can't have a double standard. I've seen that so many times. Like, oh, okay, well, I can call you names and I can treat you horribly, but no. You cannot talk to me like that. I deserve respect. You know, I've got on a three-piece suit and I'm important and my car is expensive. No, 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 sweetheart. Life doesn't work like that.
if you think that it does and if you've been trying to make it work like that you've got a lot of work to do let me just tell you if you think that the rules are different for you because uh usually with my clients it's because of the size of their bank accounts if you think that that is reason enough for someone to um be mistreated by you while you have a standard of being treated with respect then you've got another thing coming and you've got a whole lot of work to do all right guys we've got two more things to look at here i want to wrap this up um if you want to live your best life possible you have to learn how to have healthy conversations with yourself that means getting rid of those old i call them old tapes old cds if you will old recordings um from uh, a lot of times it's parents it's um, guardians it's people from your community when you were young and influential and they taught you things either directly or indirectly about what your personal value was or wasn't and you just need to get rid of that shit the only person who should be defining who the fuck you are is you and you get that information from inside of yourself because you came here with a, a destiny you came here with an appointment you came here because you're supposed to be here and you're supposed to do something that they're not doing we don't give a damn if they understand or don't understand your calling or your purpose in life. It doesn't matter. If you're the only person who gets it, then sweetheart, you fucking live it to the best of your ability. There was only one Steve Jobs. Uh, and I, I maybe I shouldn't have used him as an example. He's been great for us technologically. But as a person, as someone to work for, you know, there would be other conversations to be had about that other schools of opinion um but there was only one mandala you know there was only one gandhi there's only one of you and so we may not get it but as long as you get it and you're at peace with who you are then sweetheart live it um and and let me i always feel like i have to be clear here because of the line of work that I'm in, I see people trying to take my teachings out of context or trying to take other people's teachings out of context. Living your truth. If you've got a thing for little children, if you're into pedophilia, if you're into things that hurt other people, that's not living your truth. You, you, you're dancing with darkness and you need to get help for that shit. Okay? don't try to don't try to group yourself in with people who are trying to live truth in an open and honest fashion don't group your dirty and dark shit in with this because this space is pure it's clean so if you feel like there are things that you want to do to hurt other people there's nothing pure about that there's nothing um good about that there's nothing that benefits you or the other person. And uh, if you're dancing with darkness, get help. You're not going to find help for those types of things here. 
it's not my specialty, but I'll just issue that public service announcement from Mistress Elisa. Get the help that you need. Um, it's not cool to go around hurting other people, especially children. Um, I just feel like I have to keep saying that because I see the underbelly of I see the underbelly of the world and and I will say that every time I feel like I need to make that point. Lastly, find your truth and live it. We already touched on that just a little bit, but find your truth and live it. You, I can't put this into words enough. You you know, if you think about your favorite idol, if you think about someone that you just really love and adore, maybe you want to be like them. Maybe there's something about them that resonates with your own truth, you know, but you can't be Michael Jordan. Um, you can't be a Kardashian. You know, you can only be you, but what if your, your star is brighter than theirs? And, and what if, what if, give this a, a consideration, what if it's not about whose star is brighter? What if it's just about the fact that my star is shining as brightly as it can, and so is yours, and fucking awesome, that is amazing. What happens when each of us is living our potential, and we don't have to compete? What if there's enough love and respect and, and careers and money and what if there's enough to go around? Why are we confining ourselves to these little small spaces? Little small. Okay. I didn't need both of those, but why are we confining ourselves to these tiny spaces and competing with people? When those people are doing their thing, don't compete with others, guys. Um, you know, if you're doing it on a smaller scale and, you know, when someone has a bigger house or a bigger boat or they make more money, that shit doesn't matter. Uh, my average client makes tons more money than I do, but there's a reason that they are coming to me. It's because they're not happy. It's because money doesn't equal happiness. Success doesn't equal happiness. Making your life look the way that society or your parents or your community wants your life to look doesn't equal happiness. Because men are cheating. You, you know, they have the wife, they have five, six, seven, eight kids. They've got the houses all over and the boats and the yachts and the cars and the personal jets. You've got all of that stuff. And yet and still, there's a void. Listen, try to set aside the accoutrement of life and try to just get down to you and the air that you breathe. What is it in this moment, in this space, that makes you happy to be alive? What is it in this space and in this moment that, that makes you feel like you're on fire and you want to go another day? You've got to go another day because you've got to do this. Is it taking care of your family? Is it getting a record contract? Is it becoming an athlete? Is it growing your business? 
Is it selling everything that you own and giving everything away to charity? Who are we to judge? Do what is your truth. Live it. Embrace it. It's yours. Okay, guys. So this podcast is a bit longer than what I would like for it to be. But I've really tried to get as much in this podcast as I possibly could to help as many of you as I possibly could. You know that I love you. I hope that this was helpful. Um, my name is Mistress Elisa, for those of you who don't know. To learn more about me and the this type of topic, other topics like this one, visit me online at www.alisacoaches.com. That's A-L-I-S-A coaches c-o-a-c-h-e-s dot com i'll see you next time